In this episode, we take a look at the practice known as tapping or EFT or the emotional freedom technique. We go on a bit of a journey into its history and play kind of a strange game of telephone to get back to its Chinese medicine origins. We also talk about how you can use it and pose some ethical questions for you about the practice. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay. We have an interesting topic today. Are you ready? I am, yeah. It's going to be a bit of a journey. (laughs) So you say. (laughs) (laughs) I've told you nothing. Exactly. So we are talking about... EFT or tapping. Mm-hmm. That's our subject today. I think a good amount of people will be familiar with this. I think so too. It's. I mean, you can probably picture someone like tapping on different points in their body to like calm yeah. down or deal with stress or saying a, like a, they're trying to manifest something. Yeah, I think it's pretty popular in this like sort of spiritual community. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. Right. Now, I can feel, I know we're just recording and it's not out there yet, but I can still feel the (laughs) listeners going like, Heather, don't ruin this for me. Yes. I sort of felt like that too. Okay. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Okay. So take a breath. (laughs) But I am going to point out something problematic and then you can make your own decisions. Okay. All right. Okay. So I don't think we need to cancel tapping. Great. I don't think we need to cancel EFT. No. But there are some questionable things here. Are you ready? I guess. Yeah, (laughs) sure. So when I was researching, I had like done all this research on this and I was like, okay, I got this, but I just need something to explain this journey that I went on learning about like the roots of it. Like I need a term. And so I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of intuitive. (laughs) Yes. Heard that about you. (laughs) So I just happened to click on this website okay and this doctor of chinese medicine had the perfect quote and i so i'm gonna share it with you so the person who said this was dr rachel oristano okay and she's a doctor of chinese medicine like i said and waterandbone.com is her website okay i randomly i mean in air quotes randomly found her right yep but she calls tapping the emotional freedom technique cultural misappropriate telephone Oh, I'm going to say it one more time. Cultural misappropriate telephone. Okay. That when I read that, I was like, that's exactly the journey I just went on. Misappropriate. Right. And it's like a game of telephone. It's really strange. Okay. So I need you guys to like buckle in a little bit. So that's how we got to EFT is this like weird game of of telephone. Cultural misappropriation telephone. Okay. Are you ready? I'm intrigued. <laughs> Good. I'm glad okay. I can intrigue you. Okay. So tapping is based on, and I'm going to use these interchangeably, these terms, I should say in the beginning. They, yes. They're, like tapping is the nickname for the emotional freedom technique and EFT stands for the emotional freedom technique. So you're going to hear all three terms. It's all the same thing. Okay. It's called tapping because you're tapping on your body. Yeah. So should we say that if you're not sure what it is, it's like if you've seen someone on facebook or instagram where they're sort of like they tap the their temples at the same time and then Mm -hmm. they tap 
I don't know, the top of their head and then their temples and then their shoulders. Exactly. Something like that. Exactly. So it's based, uh, and I'm going to tell you all the points. We'll get okay. into that and stuff too. But it's based on Chinese medicine meridian points. Right. Okay. Right. So you tap your fingers on these specific meridian points to stimulate energy flow. Yes. So same principle as acupuncture or acupressure. Yes, and on a broader sense, like Reiki. Reiki works with meridian points. Exactly. Right. All coming from the same thing. Right. In this case, the same thing happens to be Chinese medicine. Right. Okay. So, uh, tapping has a father. Of course it does. <laughs> is it a white guy? Of course it is. Ugh. So, if, you, if this is your first episode, you might not understand this <laughs> reference, but Jamie and I are always... Like, we kind of laugh at the, the father of the this. The father of and tapping. To me, it's a red flag if somebody's being known as the father of something. Correct. Especially when I look and see a white guy. Yep. An American white guy, which is this one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you about him. I want you to make your own decisions about this guy. I'm going to play a clip at the end of the episode for you to listen to like him talk. I want you to get a feel for him. Mm-hmm. My opinion Form your own. Jamie, I think you'll feel a little spicier than me about this. So we'll see. My opinion is that mistakes were made. (laughs) Do I think this man (laughs) sought to like really misappropriate stuff, appropriate stuff or do harm or Mm -hmm. no, I don't. Did I find anything sketchy about him? No, I did not. Okay. Are there some things that like are questionable? Yes. Mm-hmm. This was created in the 90s. So you also, it's not an excuse, but it's you have to adjust your lens of what we're looking at. Right. If he were to do this now, I don't think it would fly. Okay. But we'll get into that. Okay. Okay. So it was created in air quotes in the 90s. EFT, okay. Right. Okay, by Gary Craig. Okay. Gary was a Stanford engineer. Okay. All right, are you ready for the start of the game of telephone going backwards into reverse? Yes. Okay. Gary worked for somebody named Dr. Roger Callahan. He founded something called thought field therapy. Okay. So Dr. Roger Callahan is, uh, was, excuse me, an American, <laughs> American psychologist. Okay. So... The quote about thought field therapy, because then, of course, like I'm on this journey, this Mm -hmm. cultural misappropriate telephone journey. Right. Um, He says it draws heavily from acupressure and acupuncture. Okay. And he mixed the acupressure points from Chinese medicine Mm -hmm. with NLP. So NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay. So saying mm. like something that you want to manifest or being free of something or like, I want to shift this pain, like whatever it is. Yep. He combined with tapping on acupuncture points. Okay. So I don't really have a lot as of yet. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it's hard because as a practitioner, uh-huh. As an intuitive practitioner, uh-huh. I think it makes sense to kind of do what works for you and not have to stay like in the lane of whatever you're doing. Like my Reiki is different than other people's Reiki, right? Yep. Because I do what makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the fusion of things isn't striking any red flags yet. Not for me either. Right. I think 
and this will come in more, I think the red flags for me is that you're just taking Chinese medicine mm. and giving it another term. Right. Like, I think we should call tapping Chinese medicine. The more you say it, the more I agree with you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're just, and you'll see as we go backwards, we're just taking concepts from Chinese medicine and rebranding them with something different. And is that bad? No. Well, I think it's more of like what we talk about all the time is that people will just learn something and not look into it. Right. Right? Like so many people tap, have built careers on tapping. Yeah. But they've probably never looked into the origin of it. It just works for them. So they sell it to other people. Mm -hmm. So they don't even realize because they're not even thinking long enough to realize that they're appropriating Exactly. Something. And that's that's where I always have a problem with like the coaching industry. Right. And I say that from someone who was a coach, a coach. in the coaching industry. Right. Like I'm not right. I don't think it's everyone. I just think that atmosphere sort of breeds this misappropriation telephone because mm-hmm. you're learning something like tapping to coach your clients on right. from like another white person. Yes. And there is no like, maybe there's a reference to Chinese medicine, but yeah. you're not really being taught that what you're using is that. Agreed. And that's the problem. And then there are doctors of Chinese medicine. Like yeah. My acupuncturist is a doctor of Chinese mm-hmm. medicine who are out there trying to fix all the like the miseducation and the things Mm. people are doing a little off and to me that's where the problem is and i feel like some people will think it's like splitting hairs a little bit but it's kind of erasing a culture and calling it american and agreed i agree yeah i mean yes i agree okay so let's talk about thought field therapy because as i'm on this game this cultural misappropriate telephone game right i'm going what the heck is the difference between thought field therapy and emotional freedom technique they sound the same to me right okay so i looked into this so i'm going to read you an explanation of thought field therapy that i found on a website called good therapy which i use a lot for like different therapeutic tools to have them explained okay okay so this is what it is so thought field therapy is also abbreviated to be tft I don't think I've ever even heard of that. Neither had I. Uh, So in TFT, thought is conceptualized as being expressed as energy bound within an intangible system known as the thought field. Different thought patterns are associated with different thought fields. Mm. Energy flows through each thought field, but the pathway can become blocked, resulting in energy buildups or perturbations. These perturbations can be caused by a negative life event such as trauma or the death of a loved one and result in the physical and psychological symptoms experienced by individuals seeking therapy okay it also has something called algorithms Hmm. which is the tapping and it's like considered a code that you apply for certain conditions so Hmm. in thought field therapy if you wanted to tap because you were dealing with PTSD, Mm -hmm. you would look up the the algorithm for PTSD and how to tap and where and in what sequence. Oh, it almost sounds a little bit like the Grabovoy codes. Yeah. It's, it's got that hint of that in there. Yeah. Like those like secret codes everyone loves. Exactly. It's a short, it reads like a shortcut. Yes. So I looked up because I was trying to, I want you to picture me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want you to picture me with like many tabs open on my computer. <laughs> yeah, I bet. The FBI is monitoring yeah. all of them. <laughs> exactly. And I'm trying to go, I'm like, what the heck is the difference right. between EFT and TFT? Because that still sounds like EFT to me. I'm still a little stuck on the neuralistic, the NLP thing. Oh, the neuralistic programming part? Because it, 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 I'd never, again, as the white lady who didn't think much about what she was taught to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a tapper, so I didn't like, Right. I never had to think that much about it. But right. like, it really is like, because when you're tapping, you're saying yeah. the affirmation. I never even put together that it was NLP. Exactly. Makes so much sense. We should do an episode on NLP. <laughs> yes. It's something that I'm certified in. I know quite you're a bit You're so good it. at it. Thank you. I feel like I've made it. Like my whole personality. And we can talk about, what's her name? Nancy Saltzman from The Vow. We definitely We're digressing right now. Oh my God, but we're so excited about The Vow season two. She's like the dark side of NLP. Yes, yes. Okay, so we'll get into that. But neuro-linguistic programming is changing the pathways in your brain when Mm -hmm. you say different words and what's associated with them. Right. And it's really powerful, really cool. I'm sure when we look deeper, problematic somewhere. I'm sure there's a father of NLP. (laughs) It's not Keith Ranieri. (laughs) Exactly. So, all right, let me tell you what I found for an explanation. This was also on Good Therapy for how does EFT differ from thought field therapy? And I want to see what your thoughts are on this. Okay. Okay. So this, again, this is a quote that I'm reading. TFT uses similar principles as EFT, but asks the student to learn 10 or 15 different tapping routines called algorithms, Mm -hmm. each of which is designed to cover a specific issue such as trauma, phobias, depression, etc. Anything not covered by those individual routines, for example, insomnia, TMJ, dyslexia, etc., requires a diagnostic process. EFT, by contrast, uses only one comprehensive tapping routine to cover all issues, Mm. like in comparison Mm -hmm. to the 10 or 15. Right. It doesn't require diagnosis. A more thorough treatment of the EFT-TFT comparison um, is something that you can kind of find um, in the scientific evolution. So like as the two things were moving along, they sort of differed. Right. Here's my thing. I I could be wrong. And maybe people who are listening who are like experts in EFT mm-hmm. could explain to me. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like EFT just had better marketing. And that someone just went like, just do this one catch-all routine for right. everything. And it's simpler and it will catch on faster and like anyone can do it at home. Agreed. I think it's so much more like approachable and applicable to be like, mm-hmm. here's this one thing. And then you can personalize the affirmations that you're saying to what you need in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many more people are going to do that than if you're like, hey, I need you to memorize these 15 different patterns. Right. And affirmations that go with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people aren't going to sign up for that. Right. But it's also a little dirty. It, it, it's like a shortcut. It's, it's like still, a cheat. It's right. still TFT. Yeah. Just marketed different with a student of the guy who made TFT's name. Right. With like a, like a prettier face. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So then I wanted to know about mm. the person who created TFT. Okay. I just want you to all picture American white men. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that man, again, was uh, Dr. Roger Callahan. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so Dr. Roger Callahan was inspired, that's the word used on his website, mm-hmm. by a chiropractor named George Goodhart. Okay. Who trained him in kinesiology. Okay. So kinesiology hmm. is like muscle strength being influenced um, not only by physical conditions, but by thoughts and emotions. So think of like muscle testing. I mean, chiropractors get a really bad rep. Mm-hmm. I think they do some really cool stuff. Except this guy. No, <laughs> I I looked a little into him and there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot on him. Mm-hmm. Um, it said in 1964, Dr. Goodhart made the first correlation between finding a weak muscle using manual muscle testing and then employing chiropractic therapy to make it stronger. Hmm. That sounds a little sus to me that he was mm-hmm. the first, he was probably the first white guy to do it. Or the first first person to be like tracked and noted to do written that. in a book or right. something yeah and right. like again he was a chiropractor in the 60s i don't think he was having an easy time cashing in on anything i mean no so i, right. I don't again i don't think he's a bad guy um one thing i did find that was like um good i guess is that dr roger callahan would credit Dr. George Goodhart oh, often okay. like his notes and his writing with like inspiring, helping inspire TFT. Right. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, George Callahan. So again, TFT, mm-hmm. he gave the experience that like he had a client named Mary um, and he was noting that Mary's fear was often experienced as a sick feeling in her stomach. Same. Okay. <laughs> Relatable, Mary. (laughs) So he decided to tap the accurate pressure points under her eye, which he associated with the stomach meridian. Okay. The result was like a sudden and unexpected resolution. That's how it was worded of Mary's, Mary's phobia. And that made Callahan go, oh, there is something to this kinesiology, applying it to psychology. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't really believe that Chinese medicine didn't figure that out already. Of, of course it did. So it, it's hard also because I don't know that like in the 60s, like Goodhart would have had access to that information from Chinese mm. culture. Like I'm sure that was limited. Like, again, I'm not trying to say these are all like the worst guys alive. So you're thinking he's like Columbus. That he thinks he's discovered this new thing, but it's always existed. It, the Chinese medicine has already done all this. He just... He just didn't know it or he only was sort of on the outskirts of it. Yeah, I think a lot of people go like, oh, I'm going to combine this. I'm going to combine combine kinesiology Mm -hmm. with like saying a statement and see what happens. Right. Because there was nothing that in like the books that he learned from that combined those. But like some he had a light bulb moment. Right. And I do think that's intuitive. I do think that he put something together to help his patients. And Mm -hmm. I do think that's good. Yeah. What I think is missing here is somebody going like, this has already been done. I'm going to bring it and I'm going to continuously credit Chinese medicine and I'm going to continuously credit like a different culture. But then when you also think back in the 60s and even in the 90s and the prejudice against Mm -hmm. Chinese people, I can't help but think that that plays a big role in this. Right. Because... If you have a growing career in healing and chiropractic and whatever you're doing, there's no way that you're not going to come across someone that's like, oh, this is Chinese medicine. And from that moment, you should then be crediting it, even if you never knew, even if you really, truly had no idea 
the second that you realize that you're doing that, you should be at least mentioning it and acknowledging it and being like, oh, hey, I, I, you know, I started doing this and realized it was ancient medicine. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're not, then, then it's problematic. Yeah. Do you see my issue here? Yeah. It's like, it's, there's a, there's a thread of like a problem. Right. It's not, it doesn't read as malice. No, no. But maybe if, I mean, we're also two white women saying this. Maybe mm-hmm. if we were two Chinese women, right. we would feel a lot angrier at this. Agreed. You know what I mean? Right. So like, I just want to acknowledge that too, that I recognize yeah. that through our lens, we might be like, doesn't seem like too big of a deal, guys. But maybe it is to some people. Maybe we're missing some part of that. I think that's a valid point. You know? and, and I will also say that, I mean, and granted... I'm only seeing it through the lens of like my social media and what Mm -hmm. like algorithms send my way as a white woman. Mm -hmm. But the only people that I see doing tapping or EFT are white women. Yeah. I mean, you have this influx of like the Hay House crowd. Right. Doing. Right. EFT and that's where like the coaches doing EFT. Yeah. And that also has the same sort of question in it where it's like, these people are learning. I, mean, I get certified in EFT too. I mean, mm-hmm. what haven't I been certified in? Well, to be right, honest that's with your you? thing. But right. like, then we're like people like me. We learn it and then we go teach it because we're like, oh my god, this could help you, right? With like really good intentions, mm-hmm. but with that sort of like those blind spots that you get as a white person growing up with white privilege. That you're right. kind of like, wait a minute, am I really? First of all, am I invited to this? Correct. Second of all, am I correctly representing where this comes from mm-hmm. and giving the correct credit? Have I learned from the proper people how to do like Do I know the whole story? Yeah. Right. That's where it gets a little dicey. Yeah, we don't ask those I mean you and I ask those questions now. Right. But a lot of people in our community yeah. don't ask those questions. Exactly. And and most of the time I think that they're well intended. I Great. most of the time I think they just want to help and share tools. Yeah, I don't think anyone's sitting but, there with like a villain like laughing like a villain being like, haha, I'm teaching you how to tap. Like I don't right. think that's happening. Agreed. I just think we're missing a piece. I agree. It's a bit of a blind spot. I agree. Okay. So I want to just tell you what kinesiology is real quick for anyone who's not exactly sure, but it's the scientific study of human body movement. Okay. So it addresses the uh, anatomical... Anatomical? Thank you. I couldn't say it. (laughs) I was like reading it and I was like, that's not right. The anatomical... The physiological, the biomechanical, the pathological, the neuropsychological. Do you see how hard those words were for me? Yeah, neuropsychological. Thank you. Principles and mechanisms of of movement. That's a lot. So, because I'm playing telephone, I had to know where did Mm. kinesiology come from. Okay. So, in 1886, Mm -hmm. Swedish baron... Nils Posse, P-O-S-S-E. Okay. He lived from 1862 to 1895. He introduced the term kinesiology in the U.S. Because in 1894, he wrote a book called The Special Kinesiology of Educational Gymnastics. Okay. So Nils was a graduate of the Royal Gymnastics Central Institute in Stockholm, Sweden. And was the founder of the Posse Gymnasium in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello. Okay. So, so he was 
using kinesiology in regard to literal gymnastics, like how his body was moving through gymnastics. Yes. Okay. When I looked into him, I did not... Now, listen, there's not a lot of information on this random gymnast dude. Right. So maybe someone knows more than me, but there wasn't a lot in there about like him cultural appropriating. Like he was talking about kinesiology and like talking about Chinese medicine, talking about all different kinds of things Mm -hmm. and like applying those things to gymnastics. Okay. Which to me didn't feel too icky. No. Okay. Right. So just so you know, that's where that is. And then Chinese medicine, I'm going to put that at the end of the telephone game. I I could really have added in a lot more of the telephone, but I'm going to jump to there. Mm Mm-hmm. That goes back at least 23 centuries. Jeez. We have written evidence of it, which it was there before, but it's written in the 3rd century BCE. That's a long time ago. So if you think about that culturally, that like in Chinese culture, these things, like these concepts have been around since then. Mm-hmm. And then you think of some guy in the 90s in America being like, let me teach you how to tap on the moon. Yeah, I created place. this technique. I'm the father of it. Right. That's where... It's cringy. It's gross. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. right. So I want to take a little bit of a break. Okay. And then I want to come back and kind of tell you about EFT, how you can use it, tell you the meridian points and all that good stuff. Okay. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. goes great with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this week we are not obsessed with TikTok. Amazing. <laughs> Happens every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, I'm still obsessed with TikTok. Oh, right, right. But we're but not this, talking about it. This segment's not about TikTok. <laughs> we are obsessed with the fact that we just got home 
from Phoenix, Arizona. We did. If you listened to last week's episode, we were talking about, um, or maybe two weeks ago, but we were talking about how we were flying out mm-hmm. to speak mm-hmm. because one of our listeners yeah. had us come out to speak to her medical practice. How freaking lucky are we? I mean, incredibly lucky. So we get to speak to, they have a naturopathic practice, right? Yep. All kinds of cool things that they offer. Yep. It was all women. Badass women. I want you guys to picture us. So we were a surprise. <laughs> True. Okay? Yep. So shout out to Dr. Spice. Yes. She had us come and surprise everybody mm-hmm. at their, at their annual meeting. Exactly. Yep. So we're, but we're in the room and everyone's like, who are those people? <laughs> who are those exactly. two girls? Right. And like literally every time some other person would walk in the door, we were like, oh my God, look how cool that girl is. Exactly. Look at her energy. Look at her outfit. Like yep. it was the coolest, smart, intelligent, mm-hmm. intuitive, funny, funny, yep. fun, cool yep. group of women mm-hmm. ever. We, we were like, this is where we're meant to be around yeah. women like this. And I think at the annual meeting, they generally talk about like, like goals and numbers mm-hmm. and like sort of these very quantitative yeah. markers of success. Yeah. And they did talk about that a little bit at first, yeah. but then Spice, Dr. Spice was like, hey, I want you guys to benefit from this. I want you to learn yeah. about this stuff that these intuitive girls talk about and yeah. Take it into your lives and into your work with patients. And it was was magical. It was so magical. It was cool. And I mean, not just like here, here's my like reason I really wanted us to talk about this as our, as our obsessed segment. I mean, I wanted to shout out desert wellness center for having us. Yeah. Everyone there. Yeah. We love you. Yep. We miss you. (laughs) Do you want us to come back? We're ready. (laughs) Bring us back. It wasn't that much warmer there. (laughs) Oh my God. It was like 90 degrees. They were wearing sweaters. They were like, this is the cool season. I know. And we were like sweating (laughs) in our tank tops. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, we're from Massachusetts. (laughs) But here's the thing. Be smart enough to follow your intuition when it tells you to do stuff, like create a podcast with your best friend. Yes. Just fucking go for it. Yes. Because all of a sudden you find yourself traveling with no kids. Yep. Just the two of us. Yep. In a at a pool. Oh, we found a pool. <laughs> and and then we also got to share what we love so much right. in person with with first of all with a listener. Like we get to meet them in person. I love that. Right. From far away. Mm-hmm. And then we get to talk to these women and like be able to respond it like it, the podcast is great but we can't like respond to your personal needs. Right. But we could there. Yeah. It was so awesome. Well, and not only did we follow our intuition to get there, yeah, but Spice also did too. She spoke about that, how like she just quote unquote randomly found our podcast and like started on the one, like started, you know, didn't start from episode one. She started somewhere in the middle, which is what we always recommend. Like pick a title that calls you. Yep. She did that, and mm-hmm. that episode is what we ended up speaking about. I mean, to how her pra- cool. to the practice. Yeah. So, like, she followed her intuition also, yes. and that sort of strayed away from what she would conventionally be doing. Mm-hmm. And look where it landed all of us. It was awesome. Yeah. Doctor Spice is the coolest. Jeez. If you're listening, I know you are. Yep. You Thank you. Yeah. We stand you. 100%. We, we want to be best friends. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, if you guys want us to come speak. Let us know. To whatever you got. You don't have to be doctors. No, no. No. But if you, for whatever event you're doing or anything, like, let us know. We love it. We'd love to come. Right. 
we love meeting you guys and getting paid to talk about the thing that you feel like is your purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get emotional a little bit, (laughs) but to do it with your best friend and then to also like get to kind of call back to your little kid self who thought she'd never be able to talk about this stuff. Right. Like that's, that's amazing. It's incredible. What a gift. I mean, and that's what we talk about is how intuitions for everyone. Yeah. Like what better example is it that we can talk to doctors about intuition Yes, and it applies. Exactly. It's not just this woo woo bullshit. It's that it applies to everybody. So true. So true. All right. So, you know, hit us up, Go send us an email. Yeah. Let us know. uh, You should definitely check out desert wellness center too. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So EFT slash tapping Mm -hmm. slash the emotional freedom technique. Right. It does work. It does. Because it's Chinese medicine and Chinese medicine is amazing. Right. Okay. So yes, do we have some questions and some criticisms of like how it's presented and all that kind of stuff? Origin. Right. Yes, we do. But do I think that learning this stuff could help you? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. I agree. So I want, I want you to, I want you to process all of it. Well, the thing is, is that we are taught that if you criticize something, Mm -hmm. you don't like it. Yeah. So if we come out of the gate with criticism, Mm -hmm. it must mean that we don't like this and that it doesn't work and we hate it forever. Yeah. It's like black or white, right? Correct. Which is very patriarchal. Yep. Not intuitive. No. That you can see something, appreciate something, agree with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But also question it and look into it. And that, I mean, that's like the whole part of critical thinking. <laughs> that's what I was right? going to say. That's what critical thinking is. Right. And that's what like, that's how you actually make changes. Right. Like if I started a crusade to cancel EFT. Right. Like how that would just be like me against people. Yes. But if you're like, hey, there's parts of this that are great. And there's some elements here that like, I think we could do better. Mm-hmm. Then you actually could make a difference. Right. So I just want to... And, that and people don't lose the healing benefits yeah. of the practice. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, even this morning still, mm-hmm. I had to answer a comment on TikTok to one uh, of our grab Voy videos. Oh, my God. I mean, it's how long ago? It was at least a year, a year ago. It was that, easily a year ago. Yeah. And... It's always, the, if you haven't heard our episode on the grab avoid codes, make sure you listen to that after. Yeah. That's caused a lot of controversy, especially on TikTok. Because for... That hot, we did cancel. For a hot minute, it was big and we did cancel yeah. it. We didn't cancel numerology. Don't panic. No. But we did cancel a really sketchy guy using numerology to create a cult and be... Literally. Dangerous. Literally. Yes. Yeah. And steal money. Like, I mean, he went to jail. Dead children. Terrible. So bad. Yeah. So go listen to that. Right. But so I made a few TikToks about it. And I always in a TikTok, you have a minute. And I'm just telling you about something we did an episode on. And I'm trying to say something enough to get you interested. Right. So I made a few parts to the grab of Hawaii codes. But still this morning, there was this comment. And it's always this, but in in like a slightly different form with a different example. Mm -hmm. This was the one from this morning. If you found out that the man who invented electricity was bad, would you stop using it? Okay. And But that speaks to the thinking you're talking about. Correct. I'm criticizing something. Right. Now, spoiler alert to this poor person. The man who invented electricity, supposedly Thomas Edison, mm-hmm. was a bad person. Exactly. <laughs> the people who founded this country were terrible people. Yes. Like, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble. Right. So 
I commented nicely back and I just said, hey, like if you listen to the episode, I think you'd have a different perspective where like this is just numerology and I'm no one should cancel numerology. Correct. But calling it grab avoid codes and using these and promoting him and that practice is dangerous and terrible. Yeah. Right. So it's just this black and white thinking mm-hmm. where do I think that you should stop using electricity? No. Do I think you should teach kids that Thomas Edison was a hero? Also, no. Excellent point. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it's it's about like right. shifting the narrative because there it isn't so black and white. Because that's a black or white. It's like uh, Thomas Edison sucked. Right. So now we all have to go into the dark ages and there's no... <laughs> we have to shun electricity. Right. And do you see how that protects these like these men, these white men who right. did bad things. I mean, look into Thomas Edison. It clearly was Nikolai Tesla who invented electricity and then Thomas Edison <laughs> stole it from him. I mean, yes. again, you're using a poor example because you're uninformed, which is the whole problem that you didn't look further. You didn't critically think about it. Well, and that's the, that's how they want us. Exactly. They want us uninformed. A- they want us not thinking critically. That's the whole game. And then be me against you because Correct. you think you should still do grab avoid codes and I don't. <laughs> and now we're arguing on TikTok while these white dudes are just cashing in. These one percenters exactly. cashing in. Exactly. Which is why I don't want to do that. Which is why right. most of the time I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> you're, you didn't listen. You didn't. Just listen. I mean, and again, like don't comment on TikTok without listening to the episode. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for them. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, every time you comment, you know, like you, you boost, boost. my video. So like, <laughs> it's fine. But anyways, I feel like that with, with tapping. Yes. That like, he's not as bad as Thomas Edison. No, as far no, as no, I no, know. no, no, no. But certainly like, it reminds me of that where, no, you don't have to not use it or not teach it or not talk about it, but you should go like, Hey, let's not repeat that problematic behavior and appropriate cultures. Yeah, like that. And we should all know the history of the things that we're doing. Exactly. Because I'm sure in the 90s, there were like people of Chinese descent trying to do these things and bring them to America and they were blocked from doing it. Right. So like you have to honor that too. Correct. Okay. I'll, I'll get off my little soapbox nope. for now. No. I might get back on. No, but. I like it. All right. So you might want to use tapping for anything. I don't think you need to have a problem to use tapping. Mm. I think... Tapping on the meridians in your body that carry energy is a very smart thing to do. Same as I think like stopping and taking a deep breath is a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's not going to hurt you. I have never done the tapping and not felt instantly better. Correct. So I don't think you have to have a problem. Yeah, no, you can feel it. Yeah, I don't think you have to also be trying to manifest something. Mm -hmm. I think you could just do it as like a practice to keep yourself in flow or like in balance yeah i think that that's sort of the problem with humans or maybe just americans Mm -hmm. myself absolutely included same is that we generally don't pull the tools out of the toolbox until there's a problem like well for us like a devastating problem right like hanging on by a thread like oh maybe we should start tapping or maybe (laughs) i should pull a tarot card or yeah right i mean right not it's like an sos call yeah because we don't we don't we're taught not to value taking care of ourselves correct i mean here comes the soapbox again right you know what i'm saying right but basically you so you can use tapping for anything but basically anytime something feels out of balance or blocked energetically Mm -hmm. that's when you would pull that tool out of the toolbox so the and the for people who don't know the meridian lines Mm -hmm. those are just like the lines of energy through your body Yes. So if you're working on those and keeping them open and flowing, you're just keeping 
the energy flowing in your body. Exactly. That there's only benefit from that. That it's one of those things that you can't hurt yourself doing that. Exactly. You're just keeping the energy moving, which makes you feel better. Yeah, it's why like I'm I know this because it happens to me. Like you'll be giving Reiki to me mm-hmm. and I'll be sure you're like at my stomach. Right. But you're I'm you're not, down I'm near at my your feet. foot. Right. But right, like so it's like it's connected because all of it is. It's all it's all lines and connections. It's the same when you like Google like what's the energetic reason for like back pain or something. Like it's right. There's all of this is connected through energy in your body. Yep. And we all have the same meridian lines. Do I think that they like differ slightly? I'm sure. I'm sure. But basically it's the same thing. Yes. They're not physical things you can see. They're just the pathways that energy travels through. Correct. This is also, side note, mimicked in your brain. There mm-hmm. are neurological pathways as well. So like, I just think that's always interesting because like the physical and right. the energetic always kind of mirror each other. Exactly. Okay. So here are some things that you might want to use tapping for. Okay. Addressing fears, stress trauma, PTSD, physical issues like injuries or an illness. Mm-hmm. It's great for manifesting, just feeling peaceful, trying to sleep better, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to show you, I'm going to walk you through how to use it. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you, this is, I say this every time. Mm-hmm. If you have an issue going on, I think you should go to a um, a doctor of Chinese medicine or a practitioner like of mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should always just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of other things, there are parts of this you can do yourself. That's a good you point. Should try. That's a good point. But like if you're if you're like down in like the deep dark pit of PTSD, try this yourself. But like please, please go get have, some help. Yeah, please go have right. a professional help. Yes, you. absolutely. Okay. You're worth it. That's my disclaimer. Oh. Always. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through it. And I'm also going to say people train in this and become certified in this. Mm -hmm. So, like, you should also seek them out. Correct. Because they did the work. Correct. Okay. So I'm going to go through, like, the different points in a minute, but I want to tell you the process. Okay. Step one, you are going to think of an issue that you'd like to shift. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this could be... Something like, let's say it has to do with manifesting. Like, I want to be in a different financial state. Right. Okay. Let's say it's, I want to ease my stomach pain. Mm-hmm. Let's say I don't want to have a phobia of germs. Okay. Doesn't matter. Whatever the thing is, you're going to think of that issue. Okay. Okay. Then you're going to measure on a scale of 1 to 10 how that makes you feel when you think about it. Okay. Okay. So 10 being the worst, one being we're good. This is in flow. I feel good about it. Okay. All right. So you're going to get your number. You can write it down, but you don't have to. I think there's something magical about writing the number down. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go to, you're going to go to the number again at the end. Right. There's something about seeing it. I I think even just this first step is lost in a lot of, like if you look, if you look up tapping videos on YouTube or something like Mm -hmm. that, you don't see this step. No, you don't. Okay. Now you're going to create a statement after you have your number. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is a statement you're going to repeat. Right. Now, depending on who is teaching the EFT, this is going to be different. And let me also say that like all of these steps could be slightly different. Right. That that's normal. Yep. Okay. But this step in particular, so I'm going to tell you the way I think it should be done. Okay. But I'm also going to say that this isn't the way I saw it with everybody. Right. You're going to create a statement now that you're going to say while you tap. Yes. Okay. So let's let's say that you're you want to like change your financial state. Mm-hmm. 
you would tap and you would say a statement about that. Now, some people in their tapping, this is the part I don't love, were saying like, I want to change my financial state mm-hmm. or I don't want to feel burdened by bills as they tapped. Yeah. You know me as someone who's also studied neurolinguistic programming. Right. That repeating the problem is not a great thing. Right. You call the problem to you. Yes. Now, some people disagree. So the Heather addition to this is mm-hmm. to say what you want yes. while you're tapping. Right. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to say like, I'm a millionaire. I'm Scrooge McDucking into my pile of money every day. <laughs> like that's probably too far. Right. Be awesome though. But it's like, I have improved my financial state. Yep. Or I'm open to my financial state improving. Like finding a statement that feels like real when you say it mm-hmm. is important. Okay. So that's my addition. Yep. Some people teach it that way. Some people don't. Right. Okay. So you make your statement. And if you're someone like me, you probably spend a lot of time making a statement. Because words are spells. Correct. They are. While you're tapping, you're casting a spell. This is how Chinese medicine casts spells. Correct. Chinese culture being all pagan. Exactly. Spells are not bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. No. Spells are this. Yep. Statements. Yep. Words. Thank you. (laughs) That's why it's spelling. That's why you're writing words. It's spelling. (laughs) Yes. We will say that as many times as we need to on every podcast episode. Right. Because it drives me crazy. Yep. Anyways, there's a lot of soapboxes in this. I mean, yeah, let's do it. It's very soapy. (laughs) All right. So then you're going to do your tapping sequence, which I'm going to tell you the sequence Mm -hmm. after I go through these steps. You're going to tap on each spot approximately five times. Yes. Now, depending on the practitioner... You either say it the entire time you're tapping your statement. You can think it if saying it aloud isn't great. Like sometimes you don't want to. Yeah. Work. You can just think it as long as you're saying it in your head. Yep. Fine. Um, Some people just say it like a few times during. Mm -hmm. Honestly, make your statement simple enough that you can just keep repeating it while you're tapping. It's also going to help you be in almost like a meditative state if you're like kind of chanting and tapping. Yep. Agreed. Do it that way, I think. Um, then after you're done, you've mm-hmm. gone through each spot, you've tapped five times, you're going to take a couple deep breaths and then you're going to remeasure. So you're going to say on that scale of one to 10, how does this feel now? Mm. And then you're just going to keep repeating that until you're happy with what the number is or so you feel better. your time runs out or whatever. Right. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you the tapping points and let me also encourage you to look up like find a chart, like do a Google image search for yes. the tapping points and you can see them yep. as well. Okay. The first one, and this is the sequence you put it in. Now, some people do it slightly different, but this was the main one I could mm-hmm. find. The first point is the top of your head. Like literally, if you had a center part, I do right now. You do. Yeah. Um, and you tapped on your head at the center part, that's the first point. Right. Okay. With both hands. You can do both hands. You can do one hand. Okay. There's not big rules. When I do it, I do two hands. Yeah, I've always seen two hands. Yes. And the reason for that is because you're also going to get down to like your eyes and go under your eyes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people just do one hand. I think it depends what you're doing. Yep. I don't think you can do it wrong. I think you can do it better, but I don't think you can do it wrong. Good point. Good okay. point. Now... Some people tap with like two fingers. Some people tap with just like the way that I do it is like the tips of all my fingers, not my thumb, are just like hitting me in the head. Some people tap with like a flat hand. It just depends. I do like the flat tips of my fingers. Yeah. Same. Like that's where I'm hitting. Yeah. So again, I don't, I don't think you can do it wrong, but I do think you can do it better. Okay. So I think energetically the tips of your fingers like if you have long nails you'll probably have to go to more of like right. the padding part mm-hmm. but i think that area is going to carry a lot more energy 
I agree. Than if you're doing like your palm. Good point. Yeah, okay. I agree. All right. So you're going to tap on the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to go to your eyebrows and you're going to tap on your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to go to the sides of your eye. So like it, like if you drew a line from like the very corner of your eye all the way up to your hairline, right. your fingers are going to go kind of in between there and yep. you're going to tap. That one always wrecks me. Oh, so I have really? to be careful. A lot of times it makes my eyes get really, really watery. Interesting. So I'm just saying if you're driving while listening, please be careful with that yeah, tapping point. Right. Um, then you're going to go under your eyes. That's the one that gets me. I get real buzzy. Okay. Real buzzy. Yes. So this is like there's a bone that goes underneath your eye. It's like there's the soft part under your eye where you could almost poke yourself in the eye. Mm-hmm. It's just below that that you're going to tap. Yeah. It's like the sort of like the apple of your eye. Like Yeah. You can feel the bone there when you press it. The top of your cheekbone. And so it's right underneath your eye. Mm -hmm. So like you're almost got your fingers on your nose. Yeah. I tap that like three three to five times and I can, it tingles for minutes after. Yeah. It's a very tingly spot. Yeah. Especially by the time you've done the other tapping and you get to there. Right. Okay. Then you're going to do under your nose. Mm -hmm. So you can do both hands or one hand here. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually do just one hand on this one. Oh, okay. I do too. Tapping on the on the mic, but I'm tapping. This is like an ASMR video. God. (laughs) But it's this is literally just between your nose and your lip. Yeah. There's not a lot of space there for most of us, but that's what you're tapping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you're gonna tap your chin. So just right in the center, like down the bottom of your chin. Like I have a little like butt chin. Yeah. Yeah. So like (laughs) it's a cleft. I have a little butt butt chin. chin. (laughs) Not as good. I mean, John Travolta's problematic, but he's the best butt chin ever. He's super problematic. Yeah, but good butt chin. I guess. That's the one thing I'll give him. And he was good in Greece. I loved him back then. He was good in Greece. Pre-Scientology. I know. Yeah, okay. Another digression. But, so you're going to tap on your butt chin if you have one. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to do the collarbones. This is another one that's really powerful for me. So you're literally tapping on your collarbones. Yeah, that gets buzzy too. Like your clavicle. Yeah, as a throat chakra issue for another (laughs) person, my whole body's like, we're going to now cough up a lung. Thanks for clearing this energy up. But that's what you're doing. You're calling the energy to that. Yep. And when you pull that energy in, it clears it out. Exactly. Okay. And then last but not least, this is the hardest one to explain. It's I the know. under the arms. It's the armpit point. one. Yeah. So it's like, it's not in your armpit. It's down. If you're a girl, to me, it's like, I look for where the edge of my underwire and my bra is. Mm-hmm. And then I go back like maybe a half an inch. Yep. And I tap there. There's some ribs there. Yep. Okay. So you're not in your armpit. No. Kind of down on the side there yep. next to the boobies. Yep. Boys, like your pecs, like next to your chest muscles on the side. Yep. Okay. And then a lot of people stop there, but then there's also the karate chop point, which... Oh, yeah. If you see... I I feel like this might have been added later. I I don't understand why some people leave it out. Some people keep it. Yeah. I've only seen a few people do it, but I I enjoy it. I did find Gary (laughs) Craig, the so-called father. Yep. I mean, I feel like he's more of an uncle of this, but... It's fine. We'll give it to him. Yeah. I'm he going. was using it. So like clearly it's part of it. I just right. think maybe it was added later. But literally where you would karate chop someone on your hand like that. Mm. The side of your hand below your pinky. Yep. You're going to tap there. I like this one. It's also like a very discreet one. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes I'm just like maybe I'm like bored doing something or I'm in the car and mm-hmm. someone else is driving. I might do that. It just like moves the energy and no one knows you're doing it no one right everyone's like oh she's tapping on her own hands weird i mean someone might clock it who knows tapping but right that's what that one is so those are the points so if we go back to that like step-by-step progression right so you think of your issue Mm -hmm. that you'd like to shift 
you measure how it feels, you create a statement, you do the tapping. So top of the head, eyebrow, side of eye, under eye, under nose, chin, collarbone, underarm, karate chop. Yep. Okay. Then you stop. Yep. About five taps on each spot, right? Yep. And you re-measure. Okay. And then if you, let's say you were at a 10 and you got down to a seven and you're like, let's go through again. Let's see if we can get down to a four today. That'd be awesome. Do it again. It really doesn't take very long. No. Honestly, when I do it, I usually go two times through mm-hmm. and then remeasure. But yeah. the rules, quote unquote, say to do it once and remeasure. But you do you. Right. You do what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what that is. Should you try it? Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. Should you remember it's Chinese medicine you're doing? Absolutely. Yes, please. Okay. I, I want to know if you have any additional thoughts before I play a video from for the audio for uh, Mr. Gary Craig. No, I think we hit it all. I mean, yeah, just be aware. Just be aware. Okay. I'm going to play a little video for you. Now, okay. this is him recently. This is a few months ago. Oh, okay. He's still with us. He's, okay. He's an older gentleman. Gotcha. I want to talk about it afterwards with you. It's it's a couple minutes long, but I do feel like it's important to get like the vibe of the guy that created this. Okay. It, it takes an interesting turn. So let me just play it for you and then we'll, we'll discuss. Hold on. Back in 1988, and this was even before I brought in the tapping thing in the public in 1995, I had this remarkable spiritual experience. I didn't ask for it. It just showed up. I was lying in bed going over my list of things to do today. And, you know, I was kind of frustrated with all I piled on top of myself. And I remember saying to myself, who needs all this? Okay, but it wasn't just a sort of an academic little statement. I literally meant it, and the way I see it now, looking back at it, is at that moment, I literally let go of this world, the world of separate bodies and you and I seem to be experiencing at the moment, and your listeners are experiencing at the moment. I let go of it, and when I did, it's just like it, it like a vacuum, it just vanished, and in the vacuum came God. I didn't have that label for it at the moment, but it was this, it was this overwhelming spiritual experience of nothing but love. That's very hard to describe to people. Nothing but love. No anger, no grief, no trauma, no resentment, no fear, no any. They were impossible in this ultimate protective cocoon of God. It was a it was a gasp. Okay. But that that experience, if you ever had it, is more real than what we consider real here in the world of bodies. Definitely. Way more real. It it makes this experience here look like an illusion. A oh, dream. Help. A fiction of some kind, even though it really seems real to us because, you know, you you pinch yourself and it hurts and (laughs) all of that, okay? But uh, that was a gasp. And it's very, very important to understand here. In that experience, I had the sense, the absolute sense, that I could walk into a hospital generating the absolute love that I was involved in at that moment. And just my presence 
would start healing people from, you know, their tumors and their blood stuff and lungs and whatever's going on in the hospital. I wish you guys could see Jamie's face. Love is the ultimate healer, but when I talk about that, love as we experience it here in the separated world is one level of it. But that love, the spiritual love, is far grander than anything we can put our heads around. And that love is the ultimate healing. Now... Can we be done with this part? When I came to learn about no. the tapping and started to bring it out to the public in 1995, I wanted to bring that spiritual element into it. But I would ask people about it. And I'd tell them about my experience. And they, would, they weren't ready. They would kind of roll their eyes. <laughs> I'm sure they talked about me behind my back later on. But they weren't ready. So for me to bring that in, at that time, uh, people would have just said, no, not for me. Okay. So I did tapping only, and that really worked. It spread all over the world and everything else. Hang in. He's, other is more he powerful. says something else that helps a little but bit. But starting in 2014, I then began asking the questions again to people. Well, what about the spiritual thing? And I had this experience, and I started to talk about that. Something really different happened. They would say, oh, really? Oh, tell me some more about that. Oh, that's good. Now, that's not everybody. But there was a far greater openness to it. Something was shifting on the planet or something. I don't know. So that's what I brought in. The spiritual dimension. We call it the unseen therapist. It is not EFT now. It's optimal EFT where we no longer need to tap, although you can if you want to. We no longer need to tap. We bring in the, un, we call it the unseen therapist, which is God or whatever name you give to it. You might want to say it's higher power or Jesus or Buddha or Allah or whatever name you give to any of this is fine. But it's the ultimate loving essence of the spiritual dimension. We bring it in for trauma now and we're borrowing that to bring peace to the memory. Okay, I'm stopping you there. Thank you. Okay, we have to unpack a couple things here. Mm -hmm. First thing, I do understand part of what he's trying to say. Do you want me to tell you why you can't understand what he's saying? <laughs> Go ahead. That, that is why we do this podcast. Yeah. Because you're hearing... A man, a white man, mm -hmm. who was never given the tools or the language mm -hmm. to speak about intuition mm -hmm. because it's weird and evil or woo-woo or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's like he's talking about intuition with none of the language that he needs. Yeah. So he's pulling God. He's pulling these like religious terms. He's mm -hmm. like, you can tell that it's like you can feel what he's trying to say mm -hmm. and he doesn't have the language. Okay, cool. I feel you. I really feel you. And I think there are so many people, especially men yeah. who are in that position, Yeah. but you're the leader yeah. of a healing technique Yeah. and you don't have the right vernacular. Yeah, exactly. That's why people need to be in touch with their own intuition and yeah. work on their intuition mm -hmm. so they don't sound like that because that's alienating. I don't want to yeah. know a single thing that you have to say right. when you talk like that. 
Exactly. Because are there, do I understand what he's talking about with the experience, experience he had? Yes. Yeah. Do I understand because of how he said it? No. No. I understand because I have had like many people, Mm -hmm. probably every person, to be honest with you, a, a spiritual experience with some kind of, however you see it divine energy that you have felt. Right. And it does feel like that absolute love. So I do, I do recognize that. Mm -hmm. I do understand that. And I want to make it clear that I'm not saying that part's wrong. But when you talk about when back in the day, when you would talk about your intuitive experiences, did people give you that much grace? Of course not. Of course not. No. But we're we're supposed to listen. I'm heated. I know you (laughs) are. And it's literally nothing personal against him, but it's like this guy who's been profiting off of EFT mm-hmm. for 20 years now mm-hmm. hasn't right. actually done yeah. the intuitive work. Right. He's just been like, it, it's like the people who get into intuitive healing work, but they only kind of like dip their toes and they stay on like the science side of it mm-hmm. and just sort of like ignore the intuitive parts as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But they're still making money hand over fist, right? Yeah. But they don't want to deal with the intuitive part. That's where you lose me. I agree. I think I think what's really hard about a clip like that, especially for people like you and I, is it kind of... I'm going to compare it to appropriation a little bit, but mm-hmm. I realize it's not on that scale. I'm not, right. I'm not trying to say I understand what that feels like as a white chick. But right. To be a person who experiences energy and moments in a way that other people maybe don't or right. would consider weird or otherworldly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And to live your whole life thinking that's wrong and having people tell you it's wrong and having like really tra- traumatic experiences based around it. Right. And then you hear someone talk about it like that. It triggers all kinds of shit in you. Well, and how in 1995, he knew that it wouldn't be well received. So instead of working on the reception of it and being a voice for other people, he just shut his mouth about it until it felt safer. That's the part that bugs me. And I'm not saying he should have gone out and said that, but he could have referred to like (laughs) allowing something in, like allowing something that this is intuition. I mean, honestly, every time I talk to like a... Not the doctors like that we talked to on our no. recent trip, the Correct. naturopathic Different. doctors and them. But like, you know, American the traditional doctors, standard traditional. medical doctor. And they're like shunning intuition, but then right. they start the process of diagnosing. I'm like, this is so annoying because diagnosing somebody is pure intuition. intuition. Like it's right. the most intuitive thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. right. So it's like this constant like to experience the world as an intuitive person and to understand intuition and do the work and stuff like we do. Mm-hmm. It's this constant like checking of this annoyance. Right. And this like disrespect that you get, but like someone else can use it. They just, they're just uneducated. Right. Or it's been misrepresented to them. Right. So when you see someone who like could have been in a position to bring that in and I'm not saying it needed to be his responsibility, but he could have championed that a little more. Yeah. It's frustrating. Right. The other part is he puts his toes on some dangerous territory for me and how he was talking. Mm-hmm. And listen, if you see that stuff as God, I think he tries to say like, it doesn't have to be God. He, he tries, tries to, to be inclusive. He tries to be inclusive right. there, which I appreciate. He said Buddha and Allah, right? Yeah. But when he started saying like, you no longer need the tapping, you're mm-hmm. just calling that in. Mm-hmm. And the part where he's like, I could walk into a hospital and heal, heal people with this. Right. 
that's when you start getting on the territory of like being a prophet who downloaded a special thing and mm-hmm. disrespecting somebody who has like severe PTSD. If you're like, you don't need to tap, you just need to invite Allah. The divine in. therapist. Yeah, that's where it gets mm-hmm. real sketchy. And Agreed. even Agreed. I can deal with the part where he's clearly not educated in intuition, right. which is ridiculous. But I that part makes me cringy. And like he does go on to talk more about it and he he's certainly not saying don't seek medical help or right. whatever, but like you profit off this whole practice of tapping on Chinese medicine in meridian points and then like now you're saying but you don't even need that. You can, but you exactly. don't need it. Like that's weird. Well, and how would it be received if a Chinese person was saying that? <laughs> right. You don't need that. You just need um our god. Right, exactly. Like it's, and again, I know that's not exactly what he's saying. I I recognize that he's not trying to say that, but I'm just saying you get into dangerous territory. It's kind of just like telling someone to be better. Like, well, why don't you just pull in, you know, positive energy and heal yourself? Right. Like that's where my hackles get real raised. That's dangerous. That's that's what leads to people starting cults. I was just going to say, that's how you get a cult. Yeah. That's how you find yourself in a cult. Yes. So do I think we need to cancel him? No. Jamie's uh, questioning it. I mean, cancel? No. No. Do but I like, think do I think we need to hold people to a different standard? Yeah. Yes. Do I think we need to be informed and have the whole picture of people, especially before you like go and, you know, teach this? Like if you're a follower of him, if you like learn from him and you're now you're you've done all this tapping work with people and now you're saying like oh we're just going to have the unseen therapist heal you like do you know what i mean like you have to critically think you have to stop and use your intuition and go where does this where does this line form for me exactly or on the other side of that if you tap mm-hmm. you're a practitioner of that you're teaching people that you might not even know that guy you pre- maybe you never heard you've of probably him. never heard of him mm-hmm. because you've probably never been taught the full history of it. Mm-hmm. So whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy or whatever, you probably don't even know him. I, so you want to be aware. Yeah. And listen, I'm not shaming you because I didn't know him. Right, I got right. certified through Hay House mm-hmm. by Nick Ortner is mm-hmm. his name. Okay. And maybe he mentioned him in the the stuff but like i didn't remember Maybe, him i right. couldn't have told you anything about him right and i'm not i'm not shaming nick ortner right but like that's a problem that like i don't i wasn't knowing that no i wasn't like no one was paying me to teach them tapping or anything i just used it used for it. myself right but do you know what i mean like yeah. that's i'm not shaming you i'm just saying we need to open our eyes and do this different because that's- to me, this is the root of the entire problem in the like spiritual holistic world is this kind of blindness to the origin of these things. That's where the ethics come in that we always talk about. Yeah. So I think you need to be careful. I think Agreed. you need to think there's a red flag if you're using something that clearly comes from another ancient practice. Mm-hmm. And the telephone game I had to do, like imagine all the other practices and all the telephone games that like maybe you don't even know and you can't track exactly like there's names of people i didn't include because it would have taken me four hours Hours. you know what i mean like it's it's just interesting to me and like look at the pathway like a swedish gymnast opened a gymnasium in boston and wrote a book and then all of a sudden kinesiology is like in america right like it's 
it's interesting. Yeah, you just got to be careful. You got to be careful. Be informed. Yes. Listen, we'll do the research for you. What is it? What are you doing? Send it to me. Yeah, I'll, what do you want to we'll know look about? look into it. We'll tell you all about it, even if you don't want to do it. I mean, honestly, I think you should take what we say and look further. Uh, definitely. We are not the... No. No, we're, we're this is a starting point. We're for a step you to in get, the journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, right. I, again, this is a very soapboxy episode. It might be because <laughs> it's like the start of eclipse season and that always makes me soapboxy. But just keep in mind when you're using stuff and doing stuff, first of all, it's not black and white. Right. It's not do or not do. But right. there is a lot of gray area and there is a lot of stuff we need to fix on how we appropriate culture about mm-hmm. how we don't really know the origin of things and how we don't hold people to a certain standard of their behavior when they're up on that like high pedestal father of it founder tons of, of it, money right. on it yes. right exactly yeah yeah we have to we have to acknowledge the privilege of something like that and how yes. we might be trusting people when they shouldn't be trusted exactly um exactly and as always we should be appreciating cultures yes not appropriating yes Exactly right. And if you're going to go more into the tapping and the EFT, go to a Chinese medicine practitioner of whatever kind who's educated in it and go learn from them. Give them money and have them do it for you and teach you. Like other people can tap on you. That's a thing too. Right. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we should run an experiment Mm -hmm. and we should try tapping while we drink coffee (laughs) and see what happens. What do you think? I'm in. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.